everyone, and welcome to our very first episode of ADD News. For a quick introduction, my name is Marcos, and accompanying me is my co-host Rufus. Hi, I'm Rufus, and just to give everyone an idea of how this podcast works, Marcus and I both spent the past week collecting news stories we want to talk about, and neither of us knows what the other one's going to say, so we'll be spending the episode alternating between one of us sharing a story and the other person responding. And because this week happens to be the week of the snow and ice storm in Texas, and Rufus is currently living in Texas, we're going to go ahead and have him start. Rufus, why don't you take it away? Let's get into it. So, Texas froze over. Uh, we were hitting, like, negative degrees with a wind chill. But the average uh, temperature just in Dallas this past week was, like, 15 degrees outside. Um, which, in and of itself, is bad because Texas has little to no preparation at all for, like, harsh winters. Um, especially because, like, the coldest the coldest has been, like, just this past winter, like, 50 or 60 degrees. It's not been below like 40 or 50, I think, this whole time. That's been a very mild, like, winter in general. I've, had, I've been able to wear shorts oh, like, comfortably sure. and oh, not be, God, like, yeah. a douchebag about it this entire time. And now, all of a sudden, it's 15 degrees outside. So, Texas is never prepared for it because we really don't have a reason to be because it's hotter every single year and our winters are shorter and they just don't exist half the time. And when it's not hot, it's underwater? Yeah. So, everything froze over, streets were covered in snow and icy, um, and we don't have hardly anything. I think I saw a single vehicle that had, like, a, it was a truck that had, like, a salt dropper attached to the back that mm-hmm. salt the roads. But that was it. Um, yeah, Texas is not known for having a supply of snow plows. Yeah. And then along with that, uh, our power grid uh, sucks dick. <laughs> Right, uh, which, I mean, it is, to be fair, the best power grid, power producer with uh, fully functional of, you know, the entire country. I think I saw that Texas produces twice as much power as Florida, which is the second most um, when it comes to a state-to-state breakdown because Texas has its hand in every type of power. Right. And what I mean is not that we're bad at producing power. It's that the the grid is just, yeah. Someone decided Vulnerable. it'd be a great idea if we just let the corporations who operate the grid uh, belong to pretty much one corporation. I want to say it's, it's called the uh, oh, what is it? Over overseen monopoly. I yeah. just learned about that. I'd never heard of that before. Yeah, it's a legal monopoly because those are cool again for some reason. We we knew they were bad a hundred years ago, but we thought it'd be a good idea to bring it back. As long as they're secretly operating, uh, providing, you know, a super necessary service, it's fine. Yeah. So that should, you know, be uh, right because literally people were dying without it. Yeah, people uh, died. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just let one person make exorbitant amounts of wealth off that. That's a great idea. We live yeah, in a good right, society. Nestle. Oh my god, I hate Nestle too. <laughs> yeah, so the the grid was not overseen by the federal government, and that meant that even though there have been recommendations over the last several years from the federal government to winterize your power plants in Texas, uh, those were recommendations only and not requirements, and they were ignored because money. Right. Let's save a quick buck in the short term. Um, Cut. Because even if you think it would never happen, when it comes to something like power, you would think you'd want to just be prepared for literally anything, just in case. 
Yeah. Because, you know, it only has to happen the one time this time. And uh, now everyone knows. You, well, it's, uh, this isn't even the first time. In 2011, it happened, and uh, Texas had to borrow power from Mexico. <laughs> shit. That's right. Yeah, and that's when the recommendations were made to winterize their shit, and they were like, yeah, nah, <laughs> this won't ever happen again. God, that's such a shitty idea. Um, what was like 35% of all the rise of energy facilities failed because they weren't winterized properly? Well... It was like 35% of the, uh, uh, what's it called? Fossil fuel related ones, which make up 50% of okay. the grid. Still um, too many. <laughs> yeah, it's still... Definitely not I mean, Windows, I just saw I just saw today that it was, that they now admit that they were within minutes of a total grid collapse whenever they started rolling blackouts, which would have... I, I don't know what happens. I don't. I don't know what would have what it would have required to come back from a grid collapse, like a total grid collapse. Uh, what I do know is that <laughs> five million Texans didn't have uh, power or water in most cases for four days. Uh, we it's, lost we, sub zero temperatures. Yeah, uh, I've been at the hotel and we we had power some of the time. Um, we didn't have like a forty long blackout or we would have closed down, of course. But the most power we had at any point in time would last forty five minutes, like an hour and a half or so. And then we'd have like eight hours of no power. Oh my god. Did uh the hotel didn't have generators? No. Uh no, we did not. Yes. Uh so I sat in the dark for hours. Um Hoping it would come back How on. How cold did it get inside? Indoors wasn't horrible. Where Billy's pretty well insulated, um, and we had some minor like pipe burstings. But at least two or three of the hotels in the area had to like evacuate the building because they had major water lines burst inside their facilities, and then no power as well, and just had to kick everyone out basically. Which is shitty because we were kind of like, the only alternative for. Everyone who has come from out of town who needed power and water and stuff, they, they didn't have in town. Um, we actually had to turn away. I had to personally receive hundreds of phone calls and walk-ins looking for a place to stay for the night and turn them down because we were sold out in, entirely for the entire time. Yeah, that's, that's why my sister ended up in a trailer. It was depressing as hell. Because my boss huh, gave... Eight rooms to cops. Yikes. I just gave them to They them. can't stay at their station? Well, I know the, police stations have generator backup. Um, well, these were actually, the more I find out, the worse it gets. They're like sheriff's deputies, and they just work in the jails. They were not even like, these aren't even like cops who are going out and like helping people who are broken down or like are providing it's a service, killers. actually. They they just are holding captive. Oh, uh, I got to read all about how the jails were fucking frozen and it smelled like piss because nothing flushed. Oh god, I haven't even thought about that, and I yep. can imagine they just a little bit of hell. Yeah, I mean, considering how jails in Texas have had issues with heat in the summer, and jails have had issues with COVID. And just leaving them to die. And yeah, just mistreating their prisoners entirely. Or, and then, yeah, of course, with a cold snap at a state where nobody thinks it's going to get cold. 
these criminals. They deserve this. That's what they get for having marijuana (laughs) planted on them. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had a bunch of jailers and stuff basically saying here. uh, I had to turn away literal nurses. Oh, my God. Because no, sorry, we don't have room for you. Um, yeah, a real quick bitching on my part. It's not that they were just, I don't like cops anyways, and we had a bunch of cops in my job. Um, it's that they were by far the neediest guests I had. Everyone else was understanding, hey, we get it. You're doing what you can in this bad situation. Um, and just needing, it's just sort of the they can get it. I had a cop where he's walk in and shop towels at me because they wanted towels or tissue because they wanted tissue. Uh, and then just complaining constantly about their room not being clean and they didn't want it clean. I'm like, well, our housekeeping, who doesn't have to be here, um, has been staying here and working in the dark, carrying supplies up four flights of stairs so that they can clean rooms so that people can come and stay here while you get a free room. So maybe cool your tits. That's, yeah, that's a tense, that's a tense level of entitlement there. Yeah, I've been hearing mostly people like my boss and stuff, you know, or, you know, Facebook, God, Facebook always reminding me how terrible people are in bad times. Um, no, this is such a, this is what you get when you want socialism. Well, socialists, they, they can't get power goods to work either. That's a really weird take on your part, and this is... What you get when you like capitalism, do whatever it wants. So there, like a deregulated monopoly is the reason that this is happening. Is it's a really strange take to see people saying this is what socialism looks like. Oh, uh, look at all the grocery stores are uh, out of food and stuff. Like we we already had this talk. We had this exact same talk when COVID first hit. Like, no, you're looking at a failure of capitalism to be of people. <laughs> I saw people saying like, oh, well, what about California's rolling blackouts? Because, you know, Texas, it's nothing if not critiquing California at all times. Um, But the thing is, is that those were rolling blackouts, not um, total power grid failure. (laughs) Um, The blackouts over the summer in California were to prevent fires from continuing to start because of how dry it was. The overloaded um, power lines were sparking and causing fires. And so there was rolling blackouts to kind of like prevent stuff, but like they were no longer than like, no no one saw four days worth of blackouts in California. They're still trying to say that it's comparable to the power loss in Texas, even <laughs> though we're, we're connected to several other states here in California. So, right. Well, it's yeah. not just that like, there was, there was no power because on an average day in Texas, that's not like, you know, extreme temperature, you're okay for a little while without power. It's that we would combine that with, again, freezing temperatures. Sub-zero temperatures, yeah, in some places to, to, like, just above sub-zero, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a normal day in California. Generally feels okay. I've been there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the middle of February, and it was 68 degrees and sunny today at work. We would have been um, totally fine. Zero problems. Right. Rolling blackouts. Like, sometimes, <laughs> like, in the summer, it gets hot. And the rolling blackouts suck because no AC. But a lot of people in Southern California don't have AC anyway. I've learned since I moved here because it doesn't get that hot here. But right. uh, 
Yeah, so I see people comparing that or even comparing it to the blackouts in uh, that just happened in this same winter snap in Oklahoma and stuff, but those also weren't grid losses. Those were rolling blackouts like rolling blackouts are supposed to exist, yeah. not rolling blackouts like, oh, yeah, this is a rolling blackout four days into you not having power <laughs> in sub-zero temperatures. Yeah. I just... I just don't know why this isn't making people... This feels like a mask off situation. Um, so that mayor that resigned. Of oh course, yeah, Colorado City, Texas. This corporation that provides your energy doesn't owe you energy when you need it. Uh, uh, even the government though, doesn't owe you anything. Even though the government gave the corporation free rights to um, make to price gouge on its way back in. Uh, in fact, I just saved an article on my way home about it because I saw it. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up real quick. I think I saw that there are some Texas houses that are seeing as high as $10,000 power bills now because of the price gouging that the government sanctioned for the monopoly. Absolutely insane. Uh, yep. Ten, bills as high as $10,000 um, in a household. I swear to God, if people are forced to pay that, I'm going to lose my shit. Because <laughs> I can't imagine about- a family recovering from this, um, regardless of like, the damage or whatever they had to endure during this time. Because uh, a lot of people were also experiencing a lot of the power outages, uh, like water line breaks, and their houses are flooding. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Not to mention repairs. Yeah. Yeah. To have all of a sudden the company that completely failed you in this time of need. That didn't apparently didn't owe you anything, even though they're about to hit you with this bill. You owe them now. You should be grateful. Yeah, all here's right. the story. Uh, NBC News, noon today. Uh, Haltom City, outside of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, saw an electricity bill on a vacant two-bedroom home he's trying to sell slowly creep up over the last two weeks. Typically, the bill's 125 to 150 but his account has already been charged 630 this month, and he still owes another 2600 This is a house he's trying to sell. Oh so God. that means he's not using the power. It's, it's just sitting there. <laughs> Uh, and that, yeah, so that's a house that's not using power. Can you imagine the people that are trying to get warm when they get power back for the first five and four days? Yeah. This is saying that, yeah, the, so the state, and I know that I went on a rant on it already on social media, but yeah, so the state bumped up its megawatt hour price for the company from 9000 per megawatt hour to 12000 per megawatt hour. Um, compared to the seasonal average of $50 per megawatt hour. God. Like 9000 is the legal maximum that they bumped to 12000 compared to the $50 per megawatt hour that is normal for this season. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I just... But this is a failure of socialism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this is, this is definitely uh, Karl Marx himself who has been planning this for generations. Yeah, to bring Texas to its knees because of uh, it being Texas and all. And it's such a weird argument. I I know why they're making it. People like to defend or wear a grid set up. Uh, my boss even was like, oh, well, I lived in Kansas. If the wind blew too hard, we'd get power outages. Texas almost never has it except for like now. And they, they're, what, they're, what they're getting at is they want Texas to be more independent. And that's such a weird and narcissistic 
That's way exactly of- <laughs> why it was brought to its knees. Because, yeah, like the power goes out in Kansas and you get it back two hours later because a neighboring state with power can give it to you. The rest of the country is incapable of giving Texas power because it doesn't want to share its power with the rest of the country. Can you imagine being so selfish and petty that you would let the... I I can't even describe it, honestly. It just... the. The lack of self-awareness involved. Yeah. Levin, when the state of Texas, who is like the hometown heroes of keeping brown people in cages, uh, had to borrow power from Mexico because its grid wasn't set up to the rest of its own country, you'd think it would humble itself a little bit. But no, now here we are. I do want to be clear. It's not just like the Texas people, though. No. Some Texas people. Well, um, yeah. It is by and large... uh, the this, politicians and the politicians that are mostly kept in power by rural Texas people. That's the reason Texas is red is because of the thousands of miles of fucking nothing. I mean, you drive from through central from central Texas to North Texas or all the way through West Texas. And there's literally nothing There's You can go for hundreds oh. and hundreds of miles of nothing. Yeah. And all so of those counties of have voting. <laughs> empty space. Um, but even like in this, in the little like podunk towns, it's not even everyone's blinded by this weird like patriotism for a state. Well, yeah, country itself, just a state. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, yeah, Texas is cool, I guess, in the way that land is cool for existing. And any way that an invisible border that someone lives within can make someone cool. Um, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Texas has a long history of being the last state to hold slaves. Because they didn't Having tell. a lynching tree active in the 1970s. I uh, guess. Um, <laughs> wow, I don't know. <laughs> the... I think it was in Beaumont, Texas, the time I ran into in college, a lynching tree historical landmark that, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hearing that, like, I think it was Comanche, right next to Brown River, which is cool. Uh, it was a sundown town until, like, 20 years previous or something? Yeah. Uh, that's not, yeah. <laughs> there are things to be proud of, though. Like, I mean, the fact that the Texas does produce the most of every type of energy, including yeah. nuclear. Like, there are some things to be proud of, but that's not, that's still like a country. Like, it's not like Texas isn't a part of the United States. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's so, like the fact, and then they try to justify it with saying that the power grid was set up that way in World War II or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's but worse. Like, that's that's update your shit. Yeah, how about in 2011 when you had to borrow power from Mexico? That's when you put your foot down and say, "All right, uh, <laughs> let's join the rest of the country." In ten years, we'd catch up. He decided not to. Not only ten years to catch up, but ten years where you were given federal like guidelines, suggestions. Like they can't tell you how to live your life, but like, hey, if you don't want this to happen again. And then it happens that it got worse because that costs money. Realistically, the price should not matter. That's why the government exists. Like, yeah, like it's annoying to have to winterize your fucking shit in Texas where it doesn't get cold. But this is why you would do it. <laughs> like the federal government's annoying until you realize that, like, I don't know, maybe there's a few things that 
its preparation for everything got right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have no love in my heart for the federal government, but, like, it's not like with stuff like this, it's... Oh, no, the you. government definitely has a place in yeah. society. Like, it, it exists for a reason. For um, like, it, it should exist to do things that help the people operate and repair roads, uh, provide services for citizens who can't support themselves. Um, you shouldn't require a private organization to go and do those things for people because they're not doing it for people. They're doing it for profit. Yeah. I can you imagine being a part of ERCOT and going the majority of your time there? Unheard of. Just I hadn't really heard of ERCOT before this week. I had no idea that because, like, I mean, my grandparents, my grandma tried to get me in on the weird fucking selling electricity in Texas bullshit. Uh, I had no idea that it was run by a monopoly because I thought their whole decentralized, deregulated fucking shit was like like actually decentralized and deregulated and not <laughs> run by a monopoly. Although I learn pretty much every day that <laughs> we're actually in the United States controlled by a few corporations. That's yep. why we can't get better internet speeds. Like uh, South Korea has our highest internet plans in the United States. Like the most expensive ones are the cheapest plans in South Korea, and the cheapest plans in South Korea have better, like, better than our best internet speeds. And yeah, it's like a gaming hub, like, they rely yeah. on in the internet for everything, but, like, every other developed country has significantly better internet than the United States, and we're supposedly a first-world country we're that the has no access in some cases to the internet oh, in yeah. a lot of rural areas. Uh, yeah, and oh, and all that to say that there is one corporation that all of our internet providers have to rent their space on the infrastructure from. Um, and that's why, like, the, those, those government overseen monopolies just absolutely murder any chance of getting better infrastructure. Capitalism breeds progress, though, Marcos. Yeah, yeah, especially when the capitalism involves the government cooperating in making the crony capitalism that the capitalists say they're not a part of. Uh, imagine working at or being part of ERCOT or their council, wherever the hell, whoever operates there. Whatever no one's ever even heard of you, and then all of a sudden, everyone fucking hates you and knows who you are. Oh, has your phone number? I saw yeah. people sharing. Ercot's fucking help line or whatever report line on Facebook. Oh my and god! I need good it for you. <laughs> You're not getting through. <laughs> Nobody's answering that goddamn phone. God. If I worked for those motherfuckers, I would not answer the phone. <laughs> In fact, I just work for regular Omni, and some dude was trying to get the hot tub cleaned yesterday uh, at 5 p.m. when I was trying to clock out, and I couldn't find my supervisor, so I clocked out and walked the long way around the entire property to my car. And that's not even as bad. The hot tub water is not even as bad as what's going on. <laughs> I guarantee you no one's answering the phone. Oh, my God. I want to, like, find them. There's not enough opportunity, I feel, for citizens to, like, directly bully politicians. And I think this is one of the greatest chains of America. Um, I have very rarely had been within shouting distance of a politician. 
or anyone who operates and outperforms the government. I don't think that's okay. Yeah, we should have better access to that. You're right. Yeah. Um, Especially the state that big where you'd have to travel fucking six hours or some shit to find the politicians anyway. Yeah. If they're, if they're not in Cancun. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, this, this is what I'm leading up to is Mr. Ted Cruz, who decided, while there are millions of Texans, his state even, suffering and enduring a lack of power and in desperate need of food and shelter. I survived off of like spoonfuls of peanut butter and cup noodles for three days straight. I had my first real meal like uh, a day or two ago since Saturday. Uh, Ted Cruz decided to, he didn't decide to, his daughter really needed a vacation. So he decided to fly down to Cancun with her. Because it's it's her fault, not his. Well, well yeah. Uh, he wanted to cross the border to have a better life for his family, right? <laughs> exactly. That's, well, that's what it is. Um, and had the balls to not go in disguise, even, or like on a private plane of some kind, nothing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't have any issue with the $350 per night hotel room he was going to stay at. God. That his wife then okay yeah so this is okay I've got a lot about this because I this was <laughs> Ted Cruz was like a bit that I went on last night and that I started delving into so here's some stories I've got for you I don't know if you've heard them all but uh so his wife's text messages got leaked by somebody in their neighborhood which imagine getting fucked that hard um because she invited the entire neighborhood when she said her house was cold to go hang out in Cancun in a safe area where the hotel was $350 per night. Um, I want to say it was like a Four Seasons or something. Not like, I don't think it was Four Seasons, but something with the, the name recognition of the Four Seasons. I can't remember yeah. what it's called right now. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, 350 a night. And they called it the safe area um, of Mexico. Uh, because you got to be racist even when you're going there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> and, it's in the uh, racist free zone is what that right. is. It's definitely nowhere near the location of where we, the people that we have in cages are from. There are very few pores nearby, so. Right, because the hotel with 350 bucks a night, like U.S. Um, yeah, so those, those texts got leaked. And then Cruz, um, when he had to confront the angry masses, said that he was just going to go drop his daughters off in Mexico like a good dad would. Turn around <laughs> and come back home. I don't have kids, but I know that if I did, I would also just drop them off at a beach in Mexico and come back. Uh, I don't love these anymore, so I'm just going to leave them here. Yeah, I want to make sure that you're safe, so I'm going to go the extra mile to drop you off on a beach in Mexico and then leave you there. How old are his kids? Uh, probably teenagers, young adults. Doesn't really matter. The problem yeah. is that he was making a trip to Mexico to leave his family. And his wife, an accomplished woman, couldn't take the daughters there herself. Because uh, there's no real reason. I don't know. Air travel is so difficult and grueling, but not to stay in Mexico against CDC guidelines during a global pandemic. Um, which 
I wouldn't even be so hard on him for if he didn't make a living off of complaining about people taking vacations. And I had an argument with one of my oldest friends about this yesterday when he he posted a picture of somebody uh, or no, not somebody. He posted a picture of Ted Cruz. Um, like it was like photoshopped onto like the top of a power pole. And it, it was like what liberals think Ted Cruz should be doing. And it was like working on a frozen power pole or something. And I was like, does it not bother you that, like, he wants grilled Obama for playing a game of pool in the White House? Not even golf. Like, I know the golf thing is a back and forth. No, it was a picture of Obama playing playing pool in his house, the White House, yeah. at the time. Uh, and <laughs> said, uh, he should be doing whatever, this or that. And I'm like, um... Like, this isn't even a vacation. Like, he's playing a game of pool. Like, it's right. not even like he's doing a pool tournament. It's just a game of fucking pool. <laughs> and this man's complaining. Uh, he complained about the mayor of Austin traveling to Mexico a few months ago for his daughter's wedding. Which, arguably, that shit. him being a good dad and taking his daughter to Mexico to get married. <laughs> um... Which is off limits if you're a Democrat. Um, Obviously, the people saying something like that, like, we also don't want Ted Cruz directly going out and fixing the the power grid. But honest, I think it'd be funny if he tried. He would be absolutely shock himself to death. Do. But if he had just gone to Washington to secure funds for the state of Texas, that would have been fine. Right, it's, yeah. It's the traveling on vacation, I don't care if you plan to work from home in Mexico at a $350. Like, it would be more impressive to show solidarity with your constituents and just stay the fuck home. Absolutely. That you could do at Beto and um, AOC from AOC's in New York. She raised a million dollars in four hours for the state of Texas from New York while Ted Cruz was on his fucking hiatus. Oh my Um, God. A state that actually has a significant number of people that have sent her death threats. She raised a million dollars for while the star representative was fucking off and then Beto's out passing out water bottles and shit like that. And also, um, Houston, the city that, uh, Cruz's home is in, was, has been depicted on the news showing people that found a public park that wasn't, that had a spigot that wasn't frozen over that had hundreds of people in line to get water that they could drink and not die. Oh my a public God, yeah. park spigot, and that was in his city when so he left. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of the thing is I don't want people like in Ted Cruz's position to directly fix these problems, but I want you to do something, do literally, literally anything, anything, Teddy. Especially if you're going to spend your entire career complaining about people taking vacations during times that you consider a crisis that aren't nearly the crisis that was going on in Texas in the last week. Yeah. Like, it's literally your 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 constituents, the people who you directly represent, this is your needing help and like, assistance, yeah. and you decide to fuck off somewhere else because it's not your problem. Because at the end of the day... He doesn't consider it his problem. I mean, if your wife and daughters are cold and you want to send them off to Mexico with your neighborhood that's wealthy, fine. Still shitty, but fine. Yeah, like, 
I'm not. I personally am not going to hold somebody's family accountable to, the, or somebody accountable to the actions of their family. But I, they're, they're. I mean, CNN probably would have run a bit on it, but it would have yeah. been fine. Um, the problem is that you're going, and then oh, this leads into the next story that I have. Um, United Airlines is probing how his itinerary got leaked to the press because when he in- immediately lied about what his plans were, um, a United uh, allegedly a United employee corrected that to a reporter uh, who said that he was not planning on doing a quick turnaround. And that's when he had to change his story. Yeah. He was like, oh, no, I was just going to drop him off. Then his itinerary leaked. And then he was like, okay, well, I felt bad on the plane. And then I was going <laughs> to change my thing. And then I had to get a COVID test on the way back to re-enter. And yeah, because he said he was going to come back the following night. But his plan, his original itinerary, which was leaked to the press, wasn't or showed him not coming back until after the weekend. Um, and the fact that one, it is ultra rare for data leaks to happen with uh, airline itineraries, and so the fact that it happens along with the leak from the personal text from his wife to their neighborhood, like. Dude, nobody is in this fucking fight with you. Everybody was miserable and they were all irritated at the fact that you were fucking off. That many breaches in trust. Like, nobody's data ever gets leaked as far as their itinerary goes. And this shit happens with your wife's texts. It is good to see that I'm hoping people realize as a whole, not just like other people with left-leaning views, everyone sees that Ted Cruz is the walking piece of shit that he is. It's going to make it a lot easier for me to assault him in public <laughs> if he loses his government position. Everybody hit him with the Rand Paul neighbor special, who uh, I uh, I had a bit for this that I realized that we didn't record because it's been a minute. But um, the if we could segue really quickly into... Uh, the right-wing conspiracy, I guess I'll call it, that AOC wasn't there at the Capitol attacks because she was in her annex building. Um, Yeah, so, like, my analysis on that, very simply, is that Rand Paul didn't get assaulted by his neighbor at his house. He was assaulted by his neighbor in his front yard, which makes him a liar. You, You got him there. I as long as we're as long as we're drawing analysis on specific in building locations, he technically was doing his yard and went over onto his neighbor's property line, which is why with his brush, which is why his neighbor assaulted him. So one might even argue that it's possible that he was on his neighbor's property, meaning the whole thing was wildly fabricated about him being a... He was trespassing and then got assaulted for trespassing. He was not a victim. Not in the state of what... what I can't remember. I was about to say Texas because of, uh, we're on a roll, but I know he's not from Texas. Is Rand Paul Mormon? I don't know. He's got a real Mormon vibe to him. What was like Utah or something? Kentucky. Kentucky, really? I think, yeah. Yes. Hold on, I'm at a computer. This is going to sound real judgmental, but considering how big of a deal 
the stereotype of like the manly man is in like southern and deep southern areas. Like, oh, you, you're not a hardworking man. You gotta work with your hands and whatever. A lot of real nerdy looking milk toast gentlemen end up southern politicians. Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky. Oh, wow. He doesn't have good old boy vibes. He has, I don't know, like he had a, a horn on his tricycle until he was like 16. Yeah, I think he rides his dad's coattails, who I feel was at least a little more badass. Like he's old now, but I, I think oh, it's yeah. like a sort of like a H.W. Bush where he didn't get reelected because he was kind of feminine. But like he also did fly like as a fighter pilot in whatever, whatever war that was that he flew. <laughs> I can't remember. Vietnam? Was, no. I, no, I don't think I don't think it was. Again, I'm at a computer. I don't know why I'm guessing. Uh, the early life. We'll just cut cut this whole bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're we're keeping it here. I want to hear you tapping on your keyboard. Tap, 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 Yeah, World wow. War II. Wow. Anyway, that. yeah, he was a World War II pilot, and then yeah. uh, was not reelected for his second term because of how feminine he'd gotten in his old age. And I feel like that's probably a Rand Paul. Bit. Yeah. Or no, uh, uh, not Rand, but his Ron. Ron. Ron seems not that masculine, but also has the vibe of somebody who might have been once upon a time. Nah, he'd probably kill someone. I'm sure. Uh, he's libertarian too, right? Yeah, rich libertarians have all killed someone. Well, yeah, but the question is whether it's for sport or for, <laughs> or for necessity, and that has to do with age. <laughs> I've seen that same bit on like three or four different shows, but it always gets me. It's like, oh, <laughs> I killed a man in Korea once. It was like three weeks ago, and it's still <laughs> to this day. I've heard one from Vietnam and like, like four other countries, and every time it gets me. It's so good. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't get how... So anyway, fuck Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Doughy, butter-loving piece of shit. The fucking Zodiac Killer. Zodiac Killer was trending uh, along with the Ted Cruz news the other day. Wait, recently? Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god. Are <laughs> we talking about his fucking weird-ass greasy mullet? Yes, god, he is. It's like he's like directly trying to make himself as unappealing as a human being as possible. I feel Not like even he like, picked a pot recently. Because that's what happened to my stepdad. My stepdad looks like him, and it's because he picked a pot in his old age. Maybe, which would be real shitty of him, because I, I don't hey. know directly, but I'm almost positive he was like real cool with imprisoning people for life for my oh. charges. I mean, that's on par for him, though, because like, he also is against people taking vacations while in office, period. Oh, yeah. Regardless of the situation that they're in office during. So it literally would not surprise me at all. What does surprise me while we're on that note um, is Biden signing an executive order to hold private prisons with Kamala as this is a running mate and her not saying anything about it. That is weird. Um, you think she would, you know, be against that. Right. Private prisons are a jam. Uh, that's actually a pretty good thing. Speaking of, this isn't like a, a me shitting on Biden thing. I'm on, I'm on a cruise rolls day this week. Um, though I will shit on Biden again eventually. Yeah. We'll hit it next time. What is he doing currently? I have not. Uh, he's, well, 
He's decided against uh, the 50000 loan forgiveness for students, and he's decided against the $15 minimum wage. That's, so that's what he's doing, is, is establishing his Republican base. Nice. Gotta, gotta reach across the aisle and gotta sure reach come right around, off. you know? Yeah. <laughs> Glad Dumb. we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> it was the jerk off joke either way. Someone's across getting around. <laughs> Republicans are getting jerked. He's got two hands, all right. He can be yeah, doing both. He can reach around and across. Very limber um, for his age. So, but nothing to help because it wasn't even Texas that was having power outages. Um, something to help any anyone with power outages. Oh no, he announced federal aid for like Texas has been okay. publicly accepted as of today as having a uh, major or national or not national tragedy, but major tragedy or whatever it's okay. called. That requires securing bonds. Gotcha. Yeah, it took till today to do it, which is a little sketchy. Cause, yeah, because we're we're pretty much done now. Um, and again, well, I mean, you're going to need the money for rebuilding, but it is still sketchy that it took him this long. And he scheduled a visit for Texas next week, but like, I feel like there's not a single president that I can remember who wasn't immediately on site of a disaster at least yeah. like a day or two. Not even to like do anything, but it's a it's a photo op. It's again the solidarity thing. Like even like Obama with like uh, uh, Katrina. Uh, well, Katrina and was was it Sandy? Was that still Obama? I don't know, actually. I don't Sandy think it was Hook? Trump. No, 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 no. Hurricane Sandy. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotta work on those names, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I, I would have, I would have specified the hook. <laughs> no, Hurricane Sandy, the superstorm that also uh, devastated Texas. I have no idea. I think that he did make an appearance. I, I want to, I want to say that was during the Obama administration. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, what was the? What was the most recent hurricane, though? Because Trump also made an appearance. Oh, well, Trump made an appearance to throw fucking paper towels out into a crowd. Never mind. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I want to say Hurricane Sandy. I was in college for, and it devastated the whole southern coast and yeah. also parts of Mexico. And I want to say Obama was there immediately. Yeah. I want to say any time that Texas had a natural disaster and we had a Democrat office in my lifetime, that they were fine with being... Not shitty. Not that Biden has shown resistance. It just took him longer than you'd imagine for him to declare a natural disaster. Um, what do you want from him? He's only been in office for like a month. All right. Let him, can we celebrate for right now for what we have? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's only been weeks. What do you want him to do? He's just the president of the United States. It's uh, only been uh, weeks and a week of natural disaster. <laughs> well, it's only been seven days since people started dying from this. What do you want? It's only been like, what is like a fifth of his current presidency. All right, Jesus. I wonder. Um, I wonder who had to beg him to fucking give Texas that sweet, sweet socialist pay- <laughs> government bailout. Um, because it wasn't Ted Cruz, and we're back. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> I found the thread where it started. <laughs> that tied it back in. Uh, I like. I had a couple other news stories that I wanna I wanna venture to as well. Um, but I want to make sure we get Texas out of our systems before we. No, uh, let's let me see if I can have anything else I need to throw out real fast, and I'll be set. Failure, cause encore, uh, winter rising. Oh, I just want an honorable mention for Sweden having for the last ten years Arctic 
wind turbines that have been generating power in negative 30 degree weather. Yeah. Um, not going to make a political statement about it. Just going to throw out that they've been doing that. Oh yeah. yeah that was one of the things. Um, I think that's, that's it for Texas. Yeah. Texas yeah. is done. No one cares about Texas yeah. now. We, we burned through it. We, we yep. had every single thing that anyone could care about about the state of Texas. <laughs> uh, probably a lot of dead cows this past week. That's kind of sad. Yeah, so I remember what my next segment piece was. Um, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pulling up. I took a moment to pause because I'm pulling up all the shit I have to say about Rush Limbaugh. I'm glad I got that reaction with just this name. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good time when you start at the mention. <laughs> <laughs> we can start with mentioning that Rush Limbaugh provocateur, as is called on uh, all of the media outlets, um, and what I would call him the AM radio cunt lord that my grandparents made me listen to that probably had something to do with my radicalization. Yeah. I remember hearing him and uh, Mark Levine, or whatever the hell's name is. Yeah, his uh, his shit, like, even as, like, a indoctrinated conservative youth, I was uncomfortable with the shit that he said on the radio. As he should be. Yeah, that's how I know I had a soul early on. <laughs> and how I know my grandparents don't. Hopefully they never listen to this podcast, because I'm not cutting that out. All right, bringing up... All right, hold on. Actually, I want to start with... I had a friend who posted his... Um, career highlights on the things he said. They show the same one in hell. Oh, yeah, it's on a loop. Man, this man posts a lot. There we go. Rush Limbaugh career highlights. Quote, let the unskilled jobs that take absolutely no knowledge whatsoever to do, let stupid unskilled Mexicans do that work. Let me put it to you this way. The NFL all too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. There I said it. End quote. Quote, the NAACP should have riot rehearsal. They should get a liquor store and practice robberies. End quote. Quote, blacks are 12% of the population. Who the hell cares? End quote. To an African-American female caller, quote, take that bone out of your nose and call me back. End quote. What the actual repeatedly shit. played a song on his radio show, Barack the Magic Negro. Uh, quote, we need segregated buses. Quote, I mean, let's face it, we didn't have slavery in this country for over 100 years because it was a bad thing. Quite the opposite, slavery built the South. I'm not saying we should bring it back, I'm just saying it had its merits. For one thing, the streets were safer after dark. End quote. I remember that one actually. Yeah. Quote, you know who deserves the posthumous Medal of Honor? James Earl Ray, the confessed assassin of Martin Luther King. We miss you, James. Godspeed. <sighs> quote, you're a foreigner. You should shut your mouth or get out. End quote. Uh, then there was his uh, regular update on the AIDS epidemic, where he made a mockery of gay people who had died to HIV AIDS. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Yeah, the AIDS update. Set to music where he mocked dying gay people. So I don't really want to hear about speaking of the dead was the the other part of that post. Yeah. Um, 
I I almost wish I hope there is a hell. That yeah, actually, like reading all that, like I I missed a large portion of those things and the things he said. But people like him make me hope that there is a hell with several more growing in severe circles, so that right. this man can sit in a boiler room full of successful black men <laughs> that mock him relentlessly for being in hell at a gay black man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I hope I hope that hell has like an observation window where we can like sit, stand, and like mock him. The observ- the other side of the observation window being heaven. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't want to sit around and do praise and worship music for an eternity, but no. heaven is mocking the people in hell. Maybe I'm down for that. <laughs> it's a, it's a, a series of tomato carts and Rush Limbaugh stocks, <laughs> among other conservative personalities. Oh yeah. The other thing I saw that irritated me was, um, and this this is the part I really wanted to talk about, was that there are a lot of left leaning media outlets that celebrated his life that day. Oh, oh my god. Including CNN. Of course. Including uh, NBC, ABC, um, Politico. Uh, I think Politico is neutral, but seemed really right-leaning that day. Um, my girlfriend, actually, <laughs> I was, whenever I was sending her all of the fucked up memes, which I will also get to once we're done talking about how shitty he is, <laughs> Um, was like, I actually don't know anything about him or who he is. And I told her that he's a AM radio conservative personality, said a bunch of fucked up shit, and basically converted boomers to boomerism. And like, and I was like, yeah, he's, he was like the founding, like, core personality trailblazer for Alex Jones. Like, Alex Jones as a personality couldn't have existed without Rush Limbaugh first existing. Right. Um, and then, I want to say it was CNN, but it could have... Yeah, I think it, it was either CNN or Politico that basically said we should celebrate his life because of what a trailblazer he was. And then, like, in it, in the article said that, uh, while he was outshined in the last five years by Trump, he tilled the dirt that Trump then planted seeds that grew from some some farming weird farming reference yeah. that I barely understood <laughs> that basically said that he he made it so that Trump could exist and I was like is that really like something we're celebrating because in the article or in the article cap like screen cap on Facebook it said let's celebrate his life and then bury him and never speak of him again and I was like how about we just bury him and never speak of him again. What the fuck? Yeah, we, there's no like prerequisite to forgetting someone ever existed. You can just forget. Because That's if you... Yeah, I mean, best case, we mock him relentlessly for the rest of time. Worst case, we never speak of his existence again. Um, there should not be a case where we celebrate his fucking life, because what the fuck? And that just reminded me, like, how mainstream media is not as, like, anti-conservative as conservatives would have us believe. Oh, absolutely not. Um, like, it's left-leaning, but that's the absolute best slant you could give it, and that's evidence of it, because they were like, oh, yeah, he gave Trump a pathway to the presidency, and that's somehow a celebratory act? Um, a good fight. How about, I wish he had died of lung cancer way sooner because he gave Trump a path to presidency. How about we celebrate lung cancer being rid of Rush Limbaugh. 
And with that, I'm venturing into the memes because fuck this guy. He also said, uh, I can breathe because I follow the law in response to Rush or in response to Eric Garner's. Um, and this isn't the first time that he mocked the dead, which is also why I will not be heard doing anything but celebrating his death. Real quick, um, is he the one that Trump gave a Medal of Honor to? Oh, yeah. Yep, that's God. the one. Because he paved the way for Trump, which is why we should not be celebrating him <sighs> in any capacity. He also, when Kurt Cobain allegedly killed himself, um, and I say that because Courtney Love killed that man, he said, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the human garbage Kurt Cobain or something like that. I, I can't remember word for word. It was something calling him human trash immediately following his 1994 suicide. Um, which is beyond provocateur. That's just fucking cunt. Like, yeah, literally no other... Like, you're just a cunt. Um, and anybody who was a Nirvana fan that had to hear him say that deserves to celebrate his death because fuck that guy. Anyone with respect to life in general gets yeah. to mock uh, Not to mention everyone else, but Jesus Christ, dude. That was back before politics were as harsh and yeah, like, like this, 1994? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, all of my memory of politics were pretty civil growing up, and that was, and I was, you know, I was born in 93, and so, like, for 1994 to be the year that he mocks Kurt Cobain for suicide is just insane, and then to follow that up with Eric Garner, and to follow that up with, like, I mean, his incessant mocking of the dead, or the suffering... What a shitty, shitty human being who's allowed such a giant audience. Yeah. No, I thought about it, and it's basically like if everybody gave a platform. The moment I see like a podcast or a news network interview, I found out he's some kind of aide to a politician. I'm assassinating him. <laughs> Just, that's a confession right there. If he dies in mysterious circumstances... It's me. That reminds me of the the post that I got in on where there was a bunch of people from my high school crew of debaters that were talking about Rush Limbaugh's death. And they were like, uh, uh, one of the guys was like, you shouldn't celebrate death. And um, this girl came on to defend the original poster and myself. And was like, oh, just because you're not celebrating his life doesn't mean you're celebrating his death. And I followed that up with, make no mistake, <laughs> I appreciate you offering me the umbrella, but I'm playing in the fucking rain on this one. I'm having an absolute hurrah at this man's death. Oh, man. God, I'm glad he's dead. I wish he could have died sooner, but suffered longer, if that makes sense. I do. Yeah. I wish he could have had lung cancer for a longer period of time. I wish he would have been born with it. Um, yeah, I wish lung cancer would have had its way with him, really. Really, I wish he would, it would have been throat cancer. He probably could have talked less. Uh, You're right. The world has suffered just from hearing his voice. Um, and and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and apply this these same beliefs to a lesser degree. To all the people he's uh, spawned, everyone like him, all the uh, the Alex Joneses, the David Donald Crowders, Trump. the Trumps, the Shapiros. I've not heard from Shapiro in a while. 
Not sure what he's up to. He told us all he couldn't make his wife wet on the internet. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of, did you ever see that uh, photo of Shapiro next to Dan Crenshaw? Where they're both like in tennis shoes, jeans, and cowboy hats that don't fit right? I don't believe I have. Oh, they're almost the same height. And Shapiro's not a big man. Wait, Crenshaw's small? Apparently. That's what it looks like. Based on the photo, he and Dan Crenshaw are very similar in height. That somehow doesn't surprise me. It's just like all of it's just little man syndrome. Oh, uh, did you see Crenshaw had the balls to say that, uh, I don't even know what it was about, but some of the Democrats were doing that. He said, oh, that's pretty theatrical of you or a overreaction. And he put out that dumbass video where he basically called himself the Avengers. <laughs> Have you seen that video? No. Oh my no. god. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's literally a bunch of CGI nonsense of him like skydiving from a like a jet talking to an AI system about going to fight Antifa areas. <laughs> and he's recruiting the best and brightest from Texas to fight the terrorists together. Because they're the team that can do it. It is <laughs> Why does that remind me of community? It looks like it looks like satire. It's so bad. It does. It looks like it should be a joke, but it's not. I want to one day create something and be able to just write real life people off in horrible ways. Create like my own political comedy and have a guy named Jed Boos who ends up drowning himself in a vat of butter. And ends up being the serial killer everybody thought he was. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm doing this. I'm writing this shit the down. Lack of, the lack of apathy is why he was able to travel to Mexico and drown himself. Uh, no, no. He was butt-chugging butter and that's what killed him. As one does in yeah. Mexico. <laughs> that's the reason you go there. Why else? You know? Just like anti-stereotype Mexico. That's where wealthy people go. <laughs> people literally only go to Mexico to fuck Chuck Butter. Uh, oh, yeah. Whatever happened to uh, the cops who killed George Floyd? I think that there's still a date set for that trial. Uh, I did see that. Uh, who was that little shit who murdered a protester? Oh, yeah. He uh, didn't get his, like, bail revoked. Um, Not only that, but prosecutors asked for his uh, new address to inspect the house, the, the thing that he was getting rearrested for, and the yeah. judge denied it. I saw such a bullshit article headline. I want to say it was, like, some right-wing fringe news site. It was like, oh, Kyle Rittenhouse uh, out on bail, getting ripped, and getting ready for college. I'm like, Fuck all of you. He was associating with white supremacists at a bar while underage. Okay. Kid's a killer, and he's all he's been taught is that he can do it and get away with it now. This guy could fucking murder people and then associate with white supremacists at... He can murder Black Lives Matter protesters and then associate with white supremacists at a bar while underage and not get his fucking bail revoked. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I'm not paying for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. <laughs> no, <laughs> sir. Oh, you, you have got me all fucked up. No. Oh, I finally remembered. So the new COVID plan relief bill. 
includes a caveat for a federal $15 minimum wage. I saw that today. Oh, really? Yeah, which comes on the cusp of Biden saying that uh, $15 minimum wage wasn't something that he could do. Is this the same minimum wage plan that's like over the next five years? Uh, I don't know the specifics. What I do know is that it would be better a law passed with the COVID relief bill and the $1,400. Huh. Well, that would be cool because that's uh, several weeks coming to check alone and 10 years plus coming for the uh, minimum wage hike. I'm not saying it's ideal. No, no. Uh, I'm saying that the man just said that he wasn't going to do it, <laughs> and then the bill is technically being considered. It passed all of the uh, initial whatever the subcommittees are. I'm waiting for uh, him or like Pelosi to turn it down because it's not good enough. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's all the time we have for today. So thank you, everybody, who joined us, and we hope to see you again soon for episode two.